walking fearlessly in the direction of your dreams. Always using your magic and your mind to read. So don't make your own way and to live up with your purpose. I am royalty. Jocelyn Ross is the Chief Strategist of Elevate Digital LLC, a marketing consultancy that works with mission-driven businesses to improve their online visibility and profitability. Jocelyn has over 10 years of experience in marketing and started Elevate Digital four years ago to fill the gap that she saw in the marketplace. She enjoys working with companies from the financial, education, and health and wellness industries who desire to leave a positive impact on this world with their products and services. Beyond marketing, Jocelyn has a passion for Black economic empowerment, which includes business creation, real estate investing, and other legacy building strategies. Though she is currently a solopreneur, she is actively working towards employing more people who look like her so she can serve more businesses and inspire more entrepreneurs in her community. The thing that I love about Jocelyn is that we've been connected since 2018, and she is constantly a source of encouragement for me. She's been a sounding board for business ideas. She's been there to kind of just boost me up on my Instagram feed. And she's really a solid person who loves the Lord. So I'm excited to introduce you to her today. So with all that said, let's get into the interview for this week. Welcome to the podcast, Jocelyn. Thank you so much. Yes, I'm so excited to have you on. We've been connected for, I don't even know how many years now, at least one year. Yeah. I, I actually went to my archives and my Instagram messages a few weeks ago, and you had messaged me about our Fearless series. You know, we just wrapped up our Fearless event, so it's just so funny that God placed you on my heart to interview for this month's um, Black Girls of Purpose feature, which we haven't done one in a couple months. I'm really excited to have you on the podcast. No, I'm so excited so that we can finally chat for real. It's time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I gave your formal introduction um, through your bio that you shared with me, but I wanted you to share with our listeners something people might not read on your website, on your bio, that gives a little bit more insight into who you are as a person and who you are as a Christian and who you are as uh, an entrepreneur. Sure. Um, I think to wrap up who I am in a couple of words is that I am a faith-driven trailblazer, um, and I've sort of been that way all of my life. Obviously, faith moments will test you from time to time, starting from, you know, leaving home and going to college in a, a new city, like completely across the country to, you know, moving in various places throughout the U.S. Like, I've just always sort of saw opportunity and saw a vision and went after it, and thankfully God has always met me where I, wherever I was. Um, and so when I went to school, I studied marketing, um, and that's what I've been doing for the last 10 years. So I have about 10 years of experience in both public and uh, private sector marketing, um, which includes nonprofit marketing. And I also sort of knew that I wanted to do something from an entrepreneur and a business standpoint. So four years ago, I started Elevate Digital, um, which is a digital marketing agency that works with mission-driven businesses to improve their online visibility and profitability. So I've been doing that um, from a part-time perspective for the last couple of years, but um, moving into 2020, I will definitely be pursuing it full-time, which means leaving my job. Um, but I'm really excited about where God is taking me, and it's just forcing me to get closer to him, which is what I need. But I know that with this new decade coming, um, I want it to look a lot different from 
the existing one, but I needed everything that I went through to sort of prepare for this. So it's definitely a, a faith move, but it's something that I'm really excited about. Yes, I'm excited for you too. I know that when we first spoke, you were living in D.C., I believe, maybe? Yeah, I, I was in um, San Francisco. Oh, San Francisco, girl. I'm way yes. <laughs> but I used to live in D.C., so, okay. yeah, okay. no, it's not, uh, you know, you're not too far off. <laughs> okay, and then now you're in Texas, so tell us a little bit about your journey to Texas. Yes, yeah, so I guess I'll show it back a little to D.C. So when I did first reach out to you, I was living in D.C., um, but I'm originally uh, born and raised in Oakland, California, so I knew that I had, like I said, these visions to be bigger and better, but I also knew that financially there were some changes I need to make or needed to make. So um, in the middle of 2017, I actually left D.C., a city that I know and love so much, and moved back home to um, pay off my student loans in full. So I moved back in with my mom, which was a a trying time on its own, (laughs) especially being on my own for so long. But, you know, I'm so thankful that I did it because I paid off my loans much quicker and I was able to sort of reestablish my relationship with my mom and my family as an adult because, you know, for mm. so long they only saw me as a child. And then I yeah. also have a godson who I know and love. And so he was born maybe earlier that year in 2017 in February. And so just being able to kind of see him develop in his, you know, infancy to, you know, those toddler years was great. So I, I stayed home for about a year and a half. And, you know, I felt in my spirit, literally, in December 2018, I was in Spain on a work trip with some colleagues, and I had already been sort of connecting with my friends, like, all over, and I just mm-hmm. felt the cool, you know, to say, God was like, consider Texas. Like, I had my mindset I was going to D.C. Like, that was going to be it. I was ready to get back. Mm-hmm. Like, I had already told my friends, like, I can't wait, but, you know, God was like, I know, you know, the plans that I have for you, like, they're to prosper you and to, you know, give you a future and a hope. So I was like, all right. So I hit up my one good friend who lived in Houston at the time, and she still lives here now. Um, And I was like, I'm looking at some jobs out there. And I was like, what are your thoughts on me knowing who I am? Like, you know me. Mm -hmm. You've known me for years. Like, what do you honestly think about, you know, Houston? She was like, honestly, I think you'll love it. (laughs) And she was like, I've been, Mm -hmm. you know, hoping that you would come. And she was like, just come and visit and get a feel for it. And, you know, and if you actually, like, get something, like, you can stay with me until you – you know, lock something in. So I was like, all right, so let me add Houston to the list. I hadn't made up my mind. I was like, let me just add it to the list and we'll see. So, again, that was December 2018, January 2019. I was like, all right, new year, new me, like everyone says. So I was like, I a job. Because at that point I had paid off my loans. And so it was just me, like, continuing to stack my bread and just see what opportunities were out there. Um, And so I came across um, a recruiter who – was kind of dominating the marketing space in Houston, and I knew of her through one of my old colleagues. So she offered a soft introduction, and so she sent me a list of a bunch of opportunities, and one stood out. And so she kind of expedited that whole process based on the relationship that I had with her colleague. And so I came down here um, at the end of January for some uh, on-site interviews, and before I hopped back on the plane to go back to Cali, um, I had an offer in my inbox. So... Things happened really quick. (laughs) So on that plane, I obviously, you know, um, accepted. um, And then, well, I didn't accept immediately. Like, I had been here for a few days, and I had just prayed and just made sure that this was God because, you know, sometimes when things happen too quickly, it's just like, all right, girl, like, 
pump the brakes. Like, have you really mm-hmm. thought this through? Have you prayed this through? And so I didn't really make a decision until I was on the plane um, because the flight was three hours. So I was like, you know what, like, this feels good. In worst case scenario, like, yeah. I can just go back home. Um, or I can go to Dallas because I have family in Dallas. Um, okay. But, you know, I signed that offer, and at the same time I submitted my my three weeks because I gave my old job three weeks um, of my time to just transition out. So it all happened real wow. quick. And then February, end of February, I was here in in Texas um, working. <laughs> wow. So it's been a good, and I've been here since February. It's been um, it's been a great move from a financial standpoint, from a growth standpoint, uh, just from an awareness standpoint. Like there's just so much black excellence in Houston, you know, from a business perspective to real estate, like we really are making moves. And that's not mm-hmm. to say that no one else is, but for me as a black yes. woman, a proud black woman, it's just really inspiring to see, okay, such and such owns this whole block. And it's just like, what? Yes. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, if you can yes. do it, I can definitely do it. And then obviously, like, I'm connected to a really good church out here. Shout out to Higher Dimension. Um, and it's just been working out, like, even for my friend circle to be able to talk with you more, you know, like, things are just really, you know, working out for me. Um, and I also have family in Louisiana, um, which is where my family is originally from, so I'll be able to okay. spend a lot more time with them and, and just kind of, you know, establish my roots out here because I don't know where else I would go after this unless it's out of the country. <laughs> but, you know, God has his own plan for us. <laughs> right. Like, I need to be on the beach somewhere. So, hopefully, Jamaica or Barbados or something like that. <laughs> Girl, when you said Spain, I was like, wait, where's Chris to Spain? I want to go to yeah, Spain. <laughs> yeah. My company um, is nas- international. So, we were headquartered in Germany. So, I created wow. a FedEx stop on my own. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So when you were talking, just the, the scripture that came to my mind is uh, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before the great. So what are some of the great places you feel like you've been able to enter into as a result of the gifts that God's given you? Um, honestly, just traveling. I think the one thing that I can think of would be traveling, which connects to exposure. So being that I've been working as a quote-unquote like side hustler in my business, that hasn't really limited my opportunities to get in front of people that I never thought I would have. So I actually also, I did a lot of traveling in 2018. I, I was working with one of my old clients, um, and they needed some on-the-ground support in Morocco. And they were like, wow. hey, um, this is a stretch, but will you be available from such and such date? I said, what? <laughs> like, right. Yeah. No way. So I was like, absolutely. And I know I didn't have the time on my job at the time. I was like, whatever, like, count it as a sick day. I'm going to Morocco. Yeah. So, Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> right. I said, I'll make it work. Just go ahead and book my flight. And it was all expenses paid for. They paid for everything. So yeah. it was just amazing. And I think, like I said, everything is about exposure. Like, this was a black-owned traveling company. They have been doing these type of trips for years, and I had worked with them. Um, through a referral with my one of my other clients. But I guess to kind of wrap this up, like when we got to Morocco, we stayed at the only black woman-owned resort in, in Marrakesh, uh, which was beautiful, great food, great. It, Marrakesh is amazing. Like Morocco period is amazing. But to be able to stay at a resort that was literally crafted by this black woman, like she has an interior designer background, and you okay. could tell because everything was like, perfection from the food 
to like the overall architecture, like you can tell that this is something that she does. And so for me to be on the other side of the world, staying at a resort that a woman like me created was really inspiring. Um, and then obviously the other people that I met along that journey, like a lot of the other women were business owners. The photographer on that trip and I are still connected. She works full-time in her business, is from New York, like lives in Marrakesh, like just to see all these people literally like enjoying life with the gifts that God has given them, like was like, wow, like God was literally planting a seed on that trip that sort of guided me the rest of the day, the rest of that year and obviously going into to 2019 because I had been on the other few trips that were uh, fully paid by other clients. So really just exposure was, was the key. And I'm thankful that for the most part, everyone that I've worked with in my business is either a black man or a black woman, like meaning their businesses are owned by people mm-hmm. that look like me. And that doesn't mean that yeah. they serve only you know, black people, like, they have people right. of all nationalities, like, utilizing their businesses. So, for me, yeah. it just shows that we have power, you know, not just from a consumerism standpoint, but from an ownership and a leadership uh, perspective. And people are literally, like, stepping out on faith and, like, using their gifts, and their gifts are allowing them to travel to Morocco for a whole week. So, you know, it's just, like I said, yeah, was a seed, you know, that God was like, you can have this too. And so for me, exposure is everything. Like I said, from school to just living in various places throughout the country to traveling, you know, across the world on companies' dimes. Like, it just inspires me to utilize the gifts because that means that someone out there needs what I have, and I don't want to sleep on it, you know. So definitely exposure. Absolutely. So getting into specifically your background with marketing, what about marketing was appealing to you? And then what made you say, okay, I don't want to just do this for a company. I want to do this for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what really attracted me to marketing was the fact that it solidifies or it represents two things that I'm really passionate about, which is creatively, you know, uh, promoting a product or service that I was passionate about. Like every company that I've worked with, I've really believed in. So it was like second nature to actually promote them and, and mm. utilize my creative mindset to do this and actually get paid for it. Like you're paying me for my intellectual property. Essentially, that's how I always right. thought about it. But also like marketing is very data-driven. So in other industries, you know, you don't – I mean, I guess some industries, you most industries you can sort of quantify your results, but with – marketing, like, I never had to second guess whether I was worth it or not to a company because the metrics tell it all. And so my Mm. specialization is in digital marketing um, with an emphasis on SEO, which is search engine optimization, which is essentially, like, everything you do from a tactic and a strategy perspective to get people to the website. So that would be social media, email marketing, uh, online advertising. Like, it really spans across, you know, various um, tactics or platforms, but Mm-hmm. I, I felt like no matter what you do, everything's measurable, especially if it's it's online based. And I felt like I've grown a lot um, because I've worked with developers, I've worked with engineers, project managers, user experience designers. So really, I can kind of fit in anywhere because I've learned to speak their language after working with them. So I truly believe like it's a skill that will that everybody needs, like every business needs it, and it's a skill that'll never go away. So I've never been unemployed, (laughs) you know, like I've always had a job. And 
every job has prepared me for the next one, and I've just really seen the trajectory in my career, and I'm thankful for that. So, yeah. Um, and then what made me want to step out on my own was that I knew that what I was doing was very high level. Like I said, I work with a lot of uh, huge organizations. Like Booz Allen was one of my companies, and that was at the time it was like twenty two thousand employees. And then from there, wow. I moved to a small agency that had about sixty. But the the work that you can do from those two drastic numbers is still the same. And so people think yeah. that you need a huge marketing budget. You need a thousand people on the team, and it's just like, no, marketing is all about systems, and marketing is all about measurement. And I felt like black businesses in particular would be very, you know, nervous about, you know, implementing some of these, these things or not knowing where to start. And for me, I would get really yeah. frustrated when I came across a great business that didn't have a website. It's just like, how am I going to find you when I leave here? Like, yeah. it, was, it was birthed out of frustration, honestly. It's like I have this skill set that – these companies are paying me a lot of money for, but, like, this isn't my purpose. For me, it's about seeing other people like me win. And if you have a business and it's a good business, I want to help you gain more more business, you know, from a visibility yeah. perspective and from a profitability perspective. So I just used everything I had learned and was learning on my job to, like, do the same thing for the business owners that I was working with. So that meant, you know, helping them with their social media. That meant building websites for them. That meant, you know, doing some keyword research, running some online yeah. campaigns, um, just to show them that you don't need millions of dollars. Like, it, you can run an ad, you know, literally for $10 if you want to. You know, you don't mm -hmm. even have to spend money to really get traffic. Like, you can do guest blogging. You can, you know, um, establish relationships with link building. Like, you can share your content yeah. with other content creators. Like, there's ways to do this, but you have to have the strategy. So, that's what kind of led me to create it. Like, I didn't want people to think that you couldn't do this because you have no team or you have no website. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so many tools out there that you can utilize, but you just need, you know, support to actually get it done. So that was really what sparked my interest in doing it, and I'm thankful that people saw, um, you know, my credibility and they're, they're paying me to do this for them. But for me, yeah. it's not to pay. It's about, you know, helping someone else sleep at night because business is, is tough. Like, again, I've been doing it part-time, but I have my frustrating moments too. But, you know, when the right thing comes in, the right opportunity comes in, and someone says that they found you online, like, that just gives you a sense of relief, and it, it gives you additional, like, ammo to just keep going, especially when you feel yeah. like giving up. So, Absolutely. I feel like a common theme I heard from what you were saying is don't be afraid to start small. Yeah, because, and we've been talking about this on our Instagram Live Bible studies, just talking about what is it that you have in your hand, because a lot of times, and I, I've been known to do that too, is, okay, well, once I get X, Y, and Z, then I'll start my business, or then I'll start mm -hmm. this passion project, or then I'll hire a team member, or then I'll do, get the mm -hmm. internship, or whatever the case may be. And what I realized is if I'm always waiting to have every single piece that I need, I'm never mm -hmm. going to be ready. And I think about it in the same thing of me being a mom. And I share, I've shared my testimony before. When I got pregnant with our first son, Jaden, I thought that I looked at God and I'm just looking at him like, one, this didn't fit in my, my three-year plan. We were supposed to start the baby after the three years. Two, uh -huh. I didn't feel like I was maternal enough. I, didn't, I wasn't affectionate enough. I wasn't this and that. And what God showed me, he said, 
this is a process, and that's why pregnancy is, is nine months. Whatever you feel like you're lacking right now, I'm going to develop yes. you. By the time you give birth to this baby, you will have every single thing that you need. And so it, that, mirrors, yes. it mirrors everything that I do, right, where it, okay, God's like, just get started. This is a, mm-hmm. in the same way a baby starts out just this little tiny being where you, if you look at pictures, you just think that's going to turn into a human one day? I don't right. know. Right. It's the same thing. It's the faith the size of a mustard seed where God just says, okay, I just need you to leave the job. And leaving the job is not always a thing. And we, I, I, we've talked about this a lot over the past month in different spaces that I've been in. Not everybody mm-hmm. needs to quit their job. Not everybody needs to be a full-time entrepreneur. But if you mm-hmm. know that that's what God has called you to do, then sometimes that is the first step is leaving your job. And usually you may have some savings, and that's fantastic, and I, I encourage that. But sometimes people yeah. like, yeah, just go. And you like right. the way my bank account set up. Oh, hello. Says, yes, I know, <laughs> but just go. And he yes. will provide for you. I, I just had an instance yesterday where I was fretting over a specific amount of money, and I hadn't said it out loud. I hadn't written it down. I just th- was thinking about it. I really didn't even actively pray about it. I just was thinking about it. And, Josh, when I tell you God had one of my family members show up to my door with the exact amount in cash, and they said, I felt like God told me to give you this. Mm, And then they left. They didn't even come inside to sit down for, no, no small chat. They just said, I feel like God told me to give you this, and they left. Mm, mm, mm. And so Mm. when God does stuff like that, I don't, it's like, how can I question anything that you're doing? Because he's so precise, and I was yes. My friend, I said, he knew not to give me a dollar over or under because then I would be like, well, maybe this isn't for that. But he gave me the exact amount I needed. For mm. I just, And so it's just about taking that first step and just trusting and saying, okay, God, I don't know where we're going. I'm not sure how this is going to work out. But I know, as you said, I know the plans that you have for me, and I love the King James Version because it says, I know the thoughts that you think towards me, thoughts yeah. are good and not evil to give me a future and an expected end. So he already knows how it's going to end. And what's so funny is that even in this life, the end is really the beginning of something else. Like the death Mm -hmm. of one thing is really the birth of something else. And so when we move from stage to stage, and sometimes there's that sense of mourning, like, well, wow, this is my familiar territory, even how you're talking about with D.C., oh, well, I'm trying to get back to that place, and I feel like Mm -hmm. so many of us compare ourselves to our old self. Oh, mm, I can just get mm. back to the twenty eighteen me, the twenty no, God wants to do greater than that. So if you thought mm-hmm. that was your best self, he's gonna do even greater things. And when I really fully came to understand that, I'm just I feel like I'm at a place now where I'm just like, okay, God, wherever I I'll go send me. I don't know, I don't have to have it figured out, but I'll go and send me. Yes. Ooh, yeah, that was good. I mean, that, the death of something signifies the beginning of something else. That's a word on its own, you know, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's literally my life. So I agree, yeah. like, we just sometimes try to go back to things that no longer serve us or go back to people yeah. that no longer serve us, go back to jobs that no longer serve us. And so I'm just thankful that God still pushes us. You know, he never said yeah. he'll order our hops. He said he'll order our steps. So as long as we stick to that and just put one foot in front of the other, like he'll be yes. us, you know, where we are. So yes, that's a that's a word on its own. Come yeah. on, Jesus. <laughs> 
Uh, what have been some of the greatest challenges that you have faced as an entrepreneur? Ah, time. <laughs> time mm-hmm. is a challenge, um, definitely, just because there's so many hours in a day and so much that needs to get done. Like, I've really had to say no to things. Um, yeah. Obviously, charging what I'm worth, um, yeah. that's a challenge as well, especially when, it's, when it comes to being a service-based business. People really like to lowball you. So, again, I've yeah. said no to things. Um, but thankfully, like, over time, I have raised my rates, and I'm continuously raising them, and people are meeting yeah. me where I am. Um, and then just learning how to stand out, knowing that you are really good at what you do, but when it comes to marketing and even the online space is very saturated. So I used to find myself comparing myself, especially on social media, to other entrepreneurs. And it's just like, oh, like, I wish I had this. I wish I had that. Mm-hmm. But, like, really, I don't know what they have because they're just posting. Like, I don't know them personally. I right. don't know what struggles they face. So God really had to check me and be like, you need to be focusing on me. Like, and if that means taking, you know, a break from social media for however long, do that. Like, I've yeah. done that plenty of times in my business, and I'm thankful that they give that reminder now. Like, I can set that I only want to spend 30 minutes or an hour on Instagram. You yeah. know, when I see that alert, I'm just like, cool. Like, let me get back to my to-do list. So I have things to do anyway. Um, but the comparison, you know, is truly the root of evil. And I think that probably is the strongest thing as an entrepreneur and business owner is we love to compare ourselves. But I'm also thankful for my small community that I've built, which includes you of, like, other women that I know who are really, like, on their ish. And we know even if we don't reach out, like, to just see a note or to see a text or to see a post about something that I was dealing with, it's just like, okay, God, I needed that. And she didn't even know. So... Just he'll right. give you those small reminders that you're on the right track, and it doesn't matter what anyone else has. Like, what I have for you is for you. Like, nobody else can do you like you. So that's something that right. was a challenge, um, and honestly, it's still a challenge, but, like, I'm working through it in, in prayer and just knowing my word and applying the word definitely helps. Yeah. Amen. So take us back to the day that you decided to start Elevated Digital. What were your first thoughts, and then what were your first steps? Yes. So um, when I decided on Elevate Digital, I had the name, honestly, since, like, 2014. Like, Elevate just has always been, like, one of my favorite words. And I put a little twist on it, um, and it's not just Elevate felt normally. Like, it's eight at the end because that signifies new beginnings. So I was like, okay, like, I want to stand out, obviously. Um, and I don't want it to just be normal elevate. Like, I want my brand to stand out, and I want people to know that when they work with me, you're birthing something new, and I'm helping you through that process. Um, so, like I said, I had the idea of, of the idea and the name, you know, for years, maybe like 2013, 2014, but it wasn't until 2016 when um, a friend of mine had went through a business accelerator um, called The Black Upstart in D.C., which is where I was living at the time, and it really helped her to kind of launch her business. So, like, it was a couple of weeks. Um, a grueling process to get in, and it's funny because the first time I applied, I didn't get in. And so I kind of took that as a sign, like, oh, uh, okay, like, it's not that I currently hate my job because I had liked my job at the time, but I just knew that there was okay. more out there. So I received another email from the founder, and she was like, hey, we had a few drops. Applications are open again. So I'm like, all right, cool, like, I'm doing it. Um, and long story short, I got in, but because the program was starting so much sooner, um, I had to raise $500 to get in. Either I could pay it or I can raise it, which is what common okay. startup founders do. 
And so I was like, whew, okay, I got like three or four days to get $500 from my family and my mm. friends. So I just hit the pavement going. You know, like I, I, I sent out emails, texts. You know, I said, whatever you can give, you know, give. Like, I don't have a select number, but, like, I need it by right. <laughs> and they right. had already knew that I was, you know, most of them had already knew that I, I wanted to work for myself. Um, and others mm-hmm. didn't. But I, like, friend, because I do work in marketing, like, I was able to kind of get the message across clearly. Um, so long story short, short, I raised over 500. I think I raised about, like, 580. Um, and so I was able to use that remaining 80 to, to build my website. Obviously, I needed a lot more, but that was a good start. Wow. Like, anything else you raise, you know, you can keep, but the 500 is what we need. So mm-hmm. I started the program. It was tough because I was working 9 to 6, and after that, I would go to the program from, like, 6 to 10, and it's just, like, we had homework wow. and we had meetings. And so I was literally, like, low-key not sleeping. But it was only a couple of weeks. And I was so fired up because everyone else was in the same journey as me. Like, we all had jobs. We all had these visions. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, you know, this is a short-term sacrifice for a long-term gain. So I went through the program, and, you know, my ideas changed a lot, but it never drifted away from digital marketing. Um, and originally I wanted to serve black business owners that served black consumers, but eventually that changed over time. And then I wanted to do black restaurants. Like, it just kept changing, but... We had a lot of, like, experts that were, like, challenges on, like, okay, what does the market have for those, those you know, those visions you have? And I just didn't – I couldn't mm-hmm. find enough data. Like, it just wasn't enough capital and opportunity. So it was just like, okay, I want to help black businesses. I want to help everybody. Like, you don't need to be black mm-hmm. to black. Like, I just want yeah. you to be able to have something that can serve whatever your market is. So um, I pitched that. We had a pitch competition at the end with, you know, founders of other companies that were doing really well, and they grilled us. It was really tough, mm. but it helped me to know that, you know, if they voted yes for it, then that means you have something. And so yeah. I got my yeses across the board. I got a lot of tough feedback, but I used all that. And a month later, like, I launched my website. Like, I used that $80 yeah. to start, you know, bought my domain, like, built my website, and then, you know, told everyone that I was live. <laughs> <laughs> and Come a month on. after that, I got my first client, um, which was an automated investing platform um, founded by a HBCU alum, a, a black man. So that was paid. You know, a month after that, I had my first paid contract, and he was really the catalyst to everything else um, because 80% of my business actually comes from referrals. So he referred me to someone else. That person referred me to someone else, and I really never had to do marketing, you know, for myself. But I feel like yeah. I that kind of started me on the wrong foot because I got really comfortable, you know. So mm-hmm. now it's just like yeah. I'm playing catch-up because I don't want to just keep tapping them. And, you know, that's just not the business that I want to do. And it's just like I still have to go after it myself. So that's what I've been doing as of lately, um, trying not to tap into my network as much. I still do, yeah. but I don't tap them as much. Um, yeah. But it's just like you spend all this time marketing everyone else. Like you have to market yourself. So that's what I'm currently doing. Um, but really it all started with, with the name and then the accelerator, which really helped me to hone in on my ideas and see if it's, you know, if I had a minimal viable product. In my case, it was a yeah. service. But MVP is a real well-known term in the startup space. And even though I'm not necessarily a startup, the way that she trained us was, you know, to start lean. Like, and everything that I did was very lean. I used all my money. Like, I didn't have to apply for any loans. Like, 
whatever I had coming in, like I just put that money aside. And whenever I got paid from clients, like I tried to operate as a business. So, you know, I had my LLC, like I had my separate bank account, like I had my list of transactions and and invoices, like all of that, you know, reflected a a big business. And really it was just me (laughs) just handling all that stuff. But I knew how I wanted to be approached as a consumer, and that's how I approached my clients. And they really appreciated that. So that was it. That's beautiful. (laughs) I also love the recurring eight. You said elevate with eight at the end, and then you had eight and then 80% of your clients are referrals. Like, okay, yes. Yes. <laughs> Another thought that came to my mind was just how you have to believe in yourself. And I know a lot of times people say bet on yourself, but I, I've, I've shifted that in saying believe in yourself because it's really about, and it's really about believing God. It's really not even believing mm-hmm. yourself because yourself tells mm-hmm. you lies all the time, but it's yes. really what God says about you and what he says about your business and what he says about the vision that he's giving you. And yeah. I was in a similar place a, a couple months ago where I was, I had a really, yeah, a couple months ago, I had a fork in the road, and one path was a safe path where it was, you know, it was very commendable. Nobody would have been upset with me for going that way. And then the other path was pursuing Black Girls of Purpose full-time and pursuing my nonprofit full-time. Mm-hmm. And I went to the Go-Getter Conference, which I talked about on an earlier podcast episode, and I, on my way there I said, God, if you want me to take this, because it was a job, it was a r- regular job, and I said, God, if you want me to take this job, I need you to tell me on this trip. And if you don't want me to take this job, I need you to tell me on this trip. And sometimes God will give me a yes or a no, and sometimes mm-hmm. he will give me a nudge, right? And sometimes mm-hmm. it will be a, 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 just a thought that comes to my mind. And so while I was out there, I realized, I said, if I take this other job, that's my, that would be me having a plan B that says, hey, God, I know the vision you've given me for my ministry, but just in case that doesn't work out, I'm going to go over here, and this is my steady income stream, right? And I said, God, I don't want to do that. I believe Because I, I want to believe what you say about me, and I don't want to. I, I often give the analogy of a plant being pruned, because mm-hmm. my husband, he, he's done farming, and, and, and I remember one day he went outside, and there was a tomato plant, and there were some healthy tomatoes on this vine, and he cut them off. And I said, babe, why did you do that? And he said, mm-hmm. it's sucking up energy from this other area. If I want oh, all wow. of it in one area, then I need to cut off this other thing. But I'm looking at it like, but these are perfectly good tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, but they're not the best. And so that's what I looked at with this job opportunity. I said, it's good, and, and God will still bless me there, but it's not his best for me. And if I'm really serious about him and really serious about the vision he's given me for my business and my ministry – that I'm going to cut off everything else and I'm just going to focus in this one area. And I feel like when I came back and I made that decision, I feel like God started opening doors for me and, yes. and started giving me new ideas and started just really saying, okay, so you're taking me seriously. Okay, so here we go. Like, here's what we're going to do. And mm. I just love that you were willing to 
invest in yourself and and that you also had you talked about community that you had community that was willing to invest in you as well because we know mm-hmm. not everybody can handle our, all we can just look at the life of Joseph and tell you it not everybody can handle your dreams or your visions mm-hmm. not everybody can be supportive of you but for you to have that network and say hey y'all this is what I'm trying to do can you give anything to this idea, this dream, this vision, and for them to say yes, like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, yeah. I'm also learning it doesn't take a lot of people. Sometimes we're like, okay, I need 500 people to give a dollar each, and guys, like, I, right. I, I can just have one person give the entire amount, for real, for real. Right, yeah. So it's really up to you. Right. No, I love that. Ooh, yes. So what has what vision has God given you for 2020 as far as your business is concerned? And I know we just talked about not being able to share everything with everybody, but what what, mm-hmm. what vision has He given you that you feel like you can share with our our listeners and our 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 audience? Um, the vision that He's given me is to truly like pursue my business full time. Like mm-hmm. when I started it, again I was working. Um, but I knew the ultimate goal was to pursue this full time. And it's just funny how different opportunities would come up that would remind me, like, to stay the course because there were moments when I gave up and I just focused on work or I couldn't get clients and it just would get overwhelming and frustrating. Or I would just simply be tired. Like, managing two things, you know, meant that I didn't sleep a lot, you know, which means that I wasn't as productive on my job or I wasn't as productive with my business and I didn't want – either wants to suffer. So I took a lot of breaks, but God, when he places something in you, he's going to keep it in you until it's fully harvested. So I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, like, this is still in my heart, so I need to really think about it. And then I was like, what do I need to get in in formation? I hate to say that term. What do I need to put in order (laughs) to to, um, make this a reality? And that's why, you know, going back home and living with my mom, being able to pay off my loans, like, I just wanted to present the best financial report card that I could and if I'm going to take this risk and take this step I need to make sure that mm-hmm. my as many ducks as I do have that I can get in order now yeah. like I need to get them in order so when God says go I can just go and I don't have to think twice about it so mm-hmm. even being in Houston you know like I had an idea I still had the idea to go go full time but I was putting it off to 2020 or 2021 and God yeah. has been really you know weighing on my spirit it's just like no it's like this has been this has been your plan. This has been my plan for you forever. Yeah. So either you're going to just keep wishing and praying for you or you're going to actually, like, activate the faith that I've given you. So, like, going into 2020, I won't be an employee anymore. Like, I will be working full-time in my business, um, which means that I'll have more time to work with the people that I want to work with and to work with the people that I'm in alignment with um, because that's important for me. Like when you're an employee, you sort of have to kind of do what the company says. But for me, yeah. there's so much that I want to do beyond serving clients one-on-one. Like I want to teach, like I want to speak, like there's just so much. Yeah. And, you know, when you work these solid hours, it kind of takes away from all the other things that you could be doing. So, yeah. you know, like I said, going into 2020, like I plan to transition to, you know, employee, like, I don't even know what that looks Mm. like yet, but I want to have a team, you know, like, I don't want to have this all on my own. And I've always thought like from employee to employer, like, that's always been my goal. Like, because I know that, you know, when you have a team, even if it's just two people, like you can do so much more. And I just have learned so much about business. And obviously, I'm continuously learning about marketing. And so many people have an interest in it, but I want to show you how to do it 
with impact. For me, like, mission is everything, alignment is everything, and it's not about just chasing the dollar. It's just doing, you know, partially good work. Like, I'm very selective with who I work with in my business mm-hmm. because I have the power to do that. And I want people to leave, you know, with this new thing that I've helped them birth, whether that's a new website, you know, new business, new partnerships, like, I want to train up the next generation of entrepreneurs that really have a passion for marketing, um, and I want to impact business owners that really have a good idea that's going to leave a lasting impact on this world. So 2020 is me just putting myself out there more. Obviously, the goal is to transition to employee. I haven't thought that through. God will have to give me that vision, but I need to use what I have. Like you said, starting small, um, which means that I'm still utilizing my community, Um, but I'll have more time to go get additional education that I want. Um, I want to work with um, government. I want to sell my services to the government, so I'll need to get my certifications to be a minority-owned business owner, a woman-owned business owner. There's just so much out there, but I have to have the time to sit and actually get it done. So that's what I'm setting myself up for, Um, and it's not something that will happen overnight. I mean, success doesn't happen overnight, but – I know mm-hmm. that, you know, these government agencies have the power to impact communities, and that's the kind of impact that I want to have. Um, and it's, it's the icing on the cake if it's communities that reflect who, who I am as a woman, which is a minority yeah. and also a woman, you know, like yeah. working with the Small Business Administration, working with, you know, the minority and business uh, agency, working with these housing agencies that are in every city across the world, like, if you can help them improve their marketing, that will help them to make more money, which will help them to serve more people. So for me, it's just yeah. about ensuring that everyone can live the life that they want to live, whether that's um, through business or not. But, you know, it all relates to, to wealth and making sure that you can leave, you know, a lasting impact, again, on this um, on this earth, but also for anyone that comes after you. My mom always says, you know, I worked hard so that you don't have to work as hard. You know, the sacrifice yeah. shouldn't. Um, transfer from generation to generation, like I'm working hard and I'm working smart now so that my godson doesn't have to take out student loans if he decides to go to yeah. school. Like that's, that's how it should be. Every generation should leave the next one with, you know, more than they had. And I'm just thankful that my mom has always planted that seed inside of me. So wealth is very important and generational wealth is really even more important. So it's just about building a legacy and impacting as, as many people as you can with your gifts. So 2020 is just spreading that message to go after your dreams, and I'm doing that by going after mine. That's such a beautiful note to end on, and I am just praying God's blessings upon you and your ministry, and I'm excited to say, I'm just excited to know you, right, because I know what what has happened even in the last year that we've known each other and how we've grown closer as well, and so to see what God's going to do even over the next few months. Yeah, there's been so much stuff that he's like, I'm not waiting until 2020. He said, yeah, Hello. That's cool. He said, but I, I, I'm still, I'm the God, same God of yesterday, today, and forevermore. So yes. I can start right now. I can start 2019. Like I know 2020 looks real cute on your mm-hmm. vision board, but mm-hmm. in order for you to reap the harvest in 2020, there's gonna be some stuff that's gonna even happen right now in 2019. And so I'm excited to see what God does through your business and through your ministry. Um, how can the Black Girls of Purpose listeners best support the work that you're doing? Uh, engage with me online, of course. I am a digital marketer, so uh, I have my website, which is uh, elevatedigital.com. Um, uh, I'll send that to you. And then I'm also on Instagram at Elevate Digital, and I'm always willing to help 
business owners, whether you're current or aspiring with any type of marketing support. So for me, it's about giving. Um, everything doesn't have a price tag. Like if you have simple questions or if you just need help getting started or you're frustrated that your marketing is not working, I can obviously support and just kind of talk you through how to make it better. Um, I also offer free consultations for businesses that want to work with me. So I um, – all of that's on my website, um, and then obviously okay. I'm serving business owners. Um, I have, um, you know, packages and stuff like that on my website. So if someone truly does need help with marketing and, and has a budget for it or to create that budget for it, I'm here to help, um, you know, so that's it. Awesome. And then is there one final thought you'd like to live, leave with our listeners? Yes. Or favorite scripture or whatever God puts on your heart. Yes. Um, something that I always say and something that my friends and I always share with one another is that everything you need is everything you have. Um, and that can mean different things for different people. But I feel like so often we go after the next relationship, the next opportunity, the next business, when really like everything we need is already within us and we don't really tap into it. So I think that's something that we always say and it, it means something completely different every time we think of it, but, like, don't seek, you know, outward for what you need. Like, everything you need is inside of you. Um, so just seek within and allow God to just bring those gifts, gifts out of you, and he'll connect you with the right people at the right time, the, the right businesses at the right time. So just starting with what you have internally, whether that's an idea, a business, um, a relationship that you haven't nurtured, like, just just starting within um, can help you to kind of hone in on what you want to do. And then, like I said, those opportunities will present themselves because you've done the work internally. So I think that's how I would like to end it. Praise God. Thank you so much for being our guest, Jocelyn. I'm excited for everybody to hear your story. Thank you so much, Bree. So I hope you all enjoyed that interview with Jocelyn. Again, she is such a woman of God she's so full of the Holy Spirit and she's just generous and loving and kind and she's genuine and y'all know I'm not gonna have anybody on this podcast that I don't feel is genuine who I don't feel like has services that you could really benefit from whether it be for your personal life or for your business and so I'm excited because as Jocelyn mentioned she does have free consultations that you can take advantage of if you're ready to elevate your business and take it to the next level and the way that you can take advantage of that free consultation is by going to her website the specific link is elevatedigital.com forward slash take dash action and as you probably heard in the interview she spells elevate with an eight at the end so it's e-l-e-v-a-t eight the number eight digital and that's on instagram as well if you want to follow her on instagram it's elevate e-l-e-v-a-t the number eight digital on Instagram. So make sure that you take advantage of her services. Again, she's an awesome person and I'm actually trying to hire her soon for Black Girls of Purpose, um, but that's just between me and you. <laughs> and I'm just really excited about everything that God's doing through her ministry. I pray that you'll be praying for her as she's looking to move full-time into her business in 2020. We are actually going to be rolling out a service for black women in business very soon. So if you are interested in that, if you have a, a business and you want to know what it, more about what it is that we're going to be offering, make sure you join our email list by going to blackgirlswithpurpose.org forward slash join. And that's the best way to stay connected with us. You can also follow us, us on Instagram at blackgirlswithpurpose. And you can follow me personally on Instagram at the Black Girl of Purpose. But 
we have some really big news coming soon, y'all. So I'm just making sure that you're staying connected because you do not want to miss this. And all I can say is that it's going to be epic. Now, I'll be giving a little bit more insight into what all I'm alluding to at the end of the week because we do our monthly updates. And y'all, this monthly update is going to be huge. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Make sure that you share it with somebody. Make sure that you rate us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts because we're trying to expand our reach. Because again, God is doing some really, really, really big things. We'll talk to you later in the week.